Hey, what's up, guys? Um, this is episode nine. Holy fuck. Um, honestly, like, oh, God, I, I keep on telling you guys I'm going to pump out more of these things, but it's just like, you know, some days I'm just like, just beat. But I'm going to, this is the last time. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to start, I'm going to pick it back up. But, um, it's kind of weird because that first week I had it, I was like, you know, from episodes from, like, 1 through 4, I was just, like, pumping them bitches out. I think I think 1 through 4 came within, like, like a 3 or 4 day period. Yeah, they were really fucking, yeah, I was pumping them out. Um, but this podcast, this is gonna be a really, like, this is gonna be a good one. I can feel it. It's fucking episode 9. Um, <laughs> why does it, why does the number of the episode have anything to do with it? Um, so let's talk about some things I, I want to talk about. I didn't even touch on this in the last one. It was already going on in episode 8. Hurricane Dorian, dude. What the fuck? God, it seems like every year this, like, there's a really insane hurricane in, like, the southeast United States. Like, I, my girlfriend, her uh, parent, her mom, lives in Louisiana. I'm like, why the fuck would you want to live there? You just have to rebuild your entire life every year. Because there's a fucking giant hurricane that just destroys you. Like, it's not even, like... Oh yeah, there's some minor flooding, or oh, this this is getting windy, you know. It's no, your fucking entire city gets leveled, <laughs> like every year it seems. But I've been I was thinking about this a lot today at work. I'm like, climate change, and that's gonna affect weather patterns, and this shit's just gonna be more frequent, and it's gonna be worse if we don't get our shit together. Like I'm praying for like a Democrat to win this year in the in the election because they all seem to really genuinely give a fuck about that and Trump just thinks it's not even. No, he's like, oh yeah, it's not real. Like, how the fuck are you gonna deny that that's real? Like Venice, Italy, is literally gonna be underwater. Cause I, I, it's one of those. You know how um, I think it's like built on water or something. There's something weird geographically about it, where pretty much there there's like rivers in the middle of the street or some shit. I don't know. I'm not a geologist, but I just know that that... I've seen a documentary about it, and this shit's going underwater because the sea levels are rising. But, um... On a more personal note, um... Last night, I went to the movies, okay? And this is like a movie review, kind of. 47 meters down, uncaged. It's a shark movie, and it fucking sucks. That was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, hands down. The only thing that made it fun was, like, me and my girlfriend clowning on it the the whole time. Like, we were just, like, laughing at the moments that were supposed to be serious. And I'm not even immature like that. Like, you know, when you're emotional, I was not emotionally invested. The characters, I did not give a fuck about. Like, and it was, oh, my God, that movie sucked balls. That's all I'm going to say about it. The acting sucked. It seems like they just got some, like, Instagram models to be in the movie. And the movie's based in Mexico. I think in, like, Yucatan or some shit. What? I'm not trying to be sound like a piece of shit, but there isn't really much diversity going on in Mexico. And that movie was just trying so hard to be diverse. It was, like, forced. It was so annoying. Like, they were at, like, some school in Mexico, and there was, like, a group of white bitches, like, with blonde hair. Like, that's not going down in Mexico. I'm sorry. Like, I was telling my girlfriend the whole time, like, this is not happening in Mexico. Like, like some mean girls type shit. Like, no. This is no. And then the whole base of the story was, like, the girls. So there was two girls, um, but interracial. They were, like, stepsisters or something. It was a black girl and a white girl. 
and the white girl's mom had died, and the black girl's mom was her stepmom, but was like kind of like a mom to her, like really close to her. And then their their dad was an like an archaeologist, but like a weird underwater archaeologist. Like it was weird. Like they found an underwater Mayan city. I know, um, but in that underwater Mayan city. There was a blind shark that had evolved in there and had heightened senses. It was just so weird. Like, I, I wasn't even really invested in it, but I just know that was part of the story. And then all these girls, they go off of, off the beaten path. It was an Asian one, I think, a Mexican one, a white one, and a black one. So we had the entire spectrum. Which, first of all, I don't think there's any Asian girls that speak English living in Mexico. I don't think there's any black girls speaking English that live in Mexico, in that deep in Mexico. Just weird as fuck, like, oh, God, it pissed me off. And then, like, the, the everyone besides, like, the main characters was, like, white. Like, there's a scene where there's, like, a, a, like a boat tour or something. Like, they're on, like, a tour, like a tourist-type shit, and the, everybody there's white. And, like, everybody, like, but that isn't the protagonist. Like, side characters are all, like, white <laughs> or black or make. There's two dudes that are, like, side characters, but they don't really matter. They get eaten by the shark. But, um, yeah, the ending was stupid. All the girls except the two, the sisters, had died. They were eaten by the shark because they went, so they went off the beaten path, and then they, somewhere in between, decided to go fucking cave diving. <laughs> if you don't know, cave diving is the most dangerous thing on the planet. If you want to know more about cave diving and how scary that shit is, look up Cowboy Don Donald Cerrone's interview on the Joe Rogan Experience. He, he like, tells this uh, memoir about, like, this time you almost died cave diving. It's fucking intense, dude. That shit's crazy. Like, apparently, you can kick up soot in the water, and you're fucking blind. Like, you can't see shit. So it's just weird, dude. It's so risky. But these, uh four Instagram models. They all had like Visco girl tattoos, like the, you know what I mean? And they decided to go cave diving. And the white girl, she gets bullied at school, but she's not even like weird or bad looking. Like she's a model and she's just a fucking normal girl, like, <laughs> you know, she doesn't dress weird, she doesn't you know, she's a regular fucking girl and she just gets insanely bullied even by her sister to an extent, her stepsister. But um you know, they get out of this fucking, this uh, cave or something, the Mayan city. They get out of it, they beat out the sharks, these two girls, and they're swimming out. And this is like the very end scene of the movie. So if you want to watch this movie, spoilers uh, ahead. I'm not going to put a timestamp because I don't give a fuck. I'm going to spoil it. Um, These two girls, they, they, they're, they find a boat, which is a boat tour they were supposed to be on. They, they're swimming up to it, two sharks, bang. There's great white sharks in the water. These bitches, they both survive being in the mouth of a great white shark. Like, one of them gets their whole fucking torso bitten. And she just, the other girl, I don't know, it's weird. Like, so the black girl is getting eaten by the shark pretty much, and she's alive <laughs> throughout all this. Like, a great white shark wouldn't just demolish a person in one bite, but the shark's, like, holding her, this girl in her mouth. Other white girl finds the time to go in the boat, grab the flare gun, put the flare in the gun, jump back in the water, find her, her sister being eaten by a shark, and shoots the flare gun underwater to kill the shark. 
which I don't know the physics of that, but I'm pretty sure that's not real. But then she gets her, her sister, they're swimming back to the boat. The white girl gets snatched up by a shark. And here's where it gets mind-blowing. She grabs a shark tooth out of her pocket that her dad gave her. And just starts, like, it's a, it's a shark tooth, so it's fairly big. But, like, in comparison to the shark, it's not. It shouldn't have been able to even go through that shark skin. But she's just shanking this thing, and it dies. She single-handedly murders this shark. This great white shark, the most dangerous predator in the fucking ocean. And this five foot eight Instagram Visco girl model kills him. And they get back on the boat. The white girls' bullies are on the boat, and they they're just like, whoa, like they have shark bites. They're fu it's so weird. Like I don't even know why I'm talking about this shit. That movie sucked. Um, yeah. So that was uh, my personal note. But I went with my girlfriend that night. It was really fun. Like we um, we were walking back. We always have good walks. Me and my girlfriend. Like um, because I live so close to the movie theater. Like I live like. I want to say like five blocks away, but we go and every time we walk home and it's so nice just like having those talks with her. I know for a fact she's listening to this right now. Love having those talks with her. And then um, we came back and we were waiting for her to get picked up and we were my little sister. She has like those like baby trampolines or something. Stick with me here. But we um, oh god, let me crack my neck. Oh my fucking! I have an eight-year-old body. I swear to God sitting in plastic chairs all day but um we're sitting there and we were just talking for like two hours until like 2 a.m and it was the most beautiful moment of my life up to this point it was so such a great conversation and i got a lot of things off my chest in that one that i wanted to tell her and it was all positive it was great um Love that girl. Love her, love her. I, I want to have her on, dude, but I never find a time or place. I think I'm going to have her come over tomorrow, and we're going to record one for episode 10. That's the biggest episode. It's some fucking monumental. That's 10. That's double digits, bitch. But um, I think season one, we're going to go 20 episodes, and then season two, I'm going to take a month off, and then just, like pre-record a bunch of them, make them really good, get the production quality up. It's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be great. It's going to be a trailer. The whole thing going to be recorded. It's going to be dope. Um, some, oh, some, <laughs> oh my god, let me talk about some shit that went down this week, so Post Malone drops his album this week, and I'm hyped for this, Hollywood's Bleeding, that shit was ass, boy, that album was fucking ass, I hated that album, fuck that album, he like, you know, just sounded like a Post Malone album, he has his own sound, it all sounds the same, just didn't like it, didn't do anything like innovative. Fuck, Post Malone, come on, get it together. Arr, God damn it. Don't make me, you know, the fact that his merch is sold at Zoomies fucking makes me pissed off, dude. Like, I just want him to be like a, like an artist artist, you know. But he's more of a mainstream type of dude now, which sucks. Um, also, um, what else do I got to talk about? Fuck. Oh, this is what I was going to talk about. So, um. My friend Nathan, I you know, I don't even know if he listens to this or not. He probably just says he does, but he doesn't. He did, he got an iPhone XR, and you hate to see it, people. You hate to see people. You hate it. The iPhone XR is the same screen, pretty much, as an iPhone 4. Aluminum build. Just don't like it, you know. I hate that phone. I hate what it represents. I hate... I fuck Apple. Fuck Apple. On Friday, I'm getting the Pixel 3a XL. I'm moving to Android, moving all the contacts, moving everything. Fuck it. I, and I, I don't want to be a sheep anymore. I'm done. 
I'm fucking done. Speaking of Apple, they got their event tomorrow, which I'm actually kind of hyped about. <laughs> They're really the new iPhones for this year. I'm not even into it because I'm like, I'm wanting to buy them. I'm into it just because like, I want to see what, they, what they're bringing to the table this year. Because a, a lot of companies are really stepping their game up, dude. Phones are getting good. They're getting great. And they're getting cheaper. So I want to see what Apple's starting prices are. Because um, the rumor is that the there's going to be no like 11. So keep up with me if you're not in tech. So last year, Apple dropped the iPhone X. The iPhone, the iPhone, uh, God, tongue twister. The iPhone XR, which is the one Nathan got. You hate to see people having those phones. The iPhone XS and the iPhone XS Max. So this year, it's a whole new number. It's the 11 series, but they're going to be called, they're going to have a different naming scheme, which is what people are anticipating. The iPhone 11 is going to be basically the XR, the 11, the XR, priced at $749, has an LCD horrible screen, Thicker bezels, whole nine. And then the iPhone 11 Pro, which is going to be just a souped up iPhone 11, you know, basic shit. Triple camera setup on the back, the square bump. I'm going to post it on my Instagram so you guys get more context. Because I know a lot of people aren't really into like technology. Like I am, I love talking about it. And then the iPhone 11 Pro Max, which is a horrible fucking name. But that's what they're naming it presumptively nobody knows yet based off leaks um but yeah no real innovation is going to be happening at that apple event just the same shit yeah i'm done with apple fuck them fuck that whole company i want my headphone jack back i want my good camera that's it um that's something that's going down this week that i think a lot of you're gonna be hyped about um okay so I'm going to cut this part right now. Then I'm going to um, chill for a little bit, drink some water, get my life together a little bit. And then I'm going to do a story, a little bit of story time action, <laughs> which is like so stupid. But you guys really do seem to like them. Um, any more of a profound type deal, if you know what I'm saying. Um, with the magic of Hollywood editing, you guys are going to hear me in five, four, three, two, one. Ha ha, I'm back. Um, this is like 30 minutes after I recorded this. No, I'm just playing. It was like five seconds. I was just, I just like went on my phone and looked at some shit. <laughs> God, I need to, I need to, Jesus Christ. Oh, so the story I'm going to talk about, uh, it's very near and dear to me. Um, it's something I've like always like kind of had on with, that I carry with me like to this day. But it's um the my first day of kindergarten. I know it's weird to even think about anymore, but I remember it so vividly, which is weird, like my first day of like schooling in my life. Um. So let's get this shit started, huh? So on the first day of kindergarten, I woke up. <laughs> I'm this is no shit. I woke up and my mom dressed me i was wearing a fucking john cena shirt <laughs> um some like shorts and then these vans that her husband had got me these parts of the caribbean vans so i was dripping you know i i was dripping hard but um i got in the car and i was like where i asked my grandma i was like where am i going she was like oh um this is your first day of school and you're gonna go to school every day 
uh, until you're big. I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, I, I like how I'm like describing this conversation between me and my grandma. But, um, it's like, you're going to go until you're like really big, like, like how bigger, as big as your mommy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I went to, so I got into school. I went to Greg Rogers Elementary School for kindergarten in San Diego, California. But I went in there and I was like fucking four years old, five years old, however, however old you are. But I was the youngest one there because I had already gone to preschool at that school. But, like, it, I didn't really see that as school. Like, I would just go there to play with my friends. But um, I remember I got in there and I met this kid. I want to fucking find this dude. His name was Gavin. He's a heavier set kid. And he, I remember him telling me he was... I, he, so I was walking around the class. Everyone was crisscross applesauce, like, on the floor. And I walked in. There's a bunch of parents there. They're all, like, you know, talking to the teacher, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, scared. Like, I was, like, sweating. Like, it was weird. So I was sweating a lot. And Gavin's kid was like, you can sit next to me. I sat next to Gavin. And I was like, hi, I'm Jordan. This is this is weird how vividly everyone's like, hi, I'm Jordan. And he's like, hi, I'm Gavin. And he went to shake my hand. And I, that hadn't, like, I guess never happened to me in my life. So I just, like, touched his hand, like, in a weird way. And he, like, squeezed it and shook my hand. This fool was, like, hyper-intelligent. But, um, you know, he shook, shook his hand, and we were friends. Me and Gavin were friends until about third grade. We were good friends. Don't remember what happened. I think he moved. But, um, yeah, me and Gavin were hanging out, and there was this girl. She walked into the class, and her name was Estefania. I remember this girl. And I, the first girl I've ever had a crush on in my life. Her name was Estefania. And she walked in, and she sat next to me. And didn't say anything. I don't think she spoke English very well. But I remember my teacher. Her name was Miss Seneseth. I'm pretty sure she still teaches there. And I would love to see her again. But Miss Seneseth was my teacher. And the whole thing was... So I met all these people that I was basically in elementary school with until I was in, like, sixth grade. And I still have some of these people on, like, Instagram and shit. Like, um, this girl named Diomini. Yeah, her name's Diomini. Um, I still have her on Instagram. <laughs> um, but I remember her from kindergarten. This girl named Zul. X-U-L. That was her name. Zul. Still have her on Instagram. Still talk to her, like, sometimes. Once in a fucking blue moon, I'll talk to her. But me and her were friends in, like, sixth grade. And I, like, had this little crush on her. And we were, like, a little thing. It was dope. <laughs> um, this kid named Xavier Martinez. Uh, me and him were friends... If you went to Chula Middle, you, you if you went to Chula Vista Middle School, you know who Mr. Martinez is? He was one of the security dudes, tall white dude with a hat. That's his kid. I went to kindergarten with his kid. But, um, yeah, me and Xavier were, like, we were friends. We played basketball and shit. He played, he, he was, like, a baseball prodigy, this motherfucker. But this other kid named Joshua Beecham, um, the last time I saw Joshua, he, we were, I played basketball against him at, when he played at, Hill, at Hilltop. I played on the freshman team. We were ass. I dropped, like, 20 points in that game. Hit a step back on him. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I remember you from elementary school. But um, they all kind of grew up in the same, like, hood as me and shit. Um, for the most part. But um, Joshua, the only, the one thing I remember about this guy, Joshua, is that his dad was with them. Like, I remember, I know, I've never met his dad. I've never talked to him, but I know, it, I know his dad. Like, 
I don't know. Like, I just know his dad. Like, I know what his dad looks like. Like, I could spot his dad out of a crowd. But uh, he's, like, he's like a bald guy. That's weird. Why am I talking about this kid? But um, this other dude named James Maristella. That is my day one fucking friend. Me and him, I would go to his, like, school and shit. I'd go to school. I'd go to his house and shit after school. His Our two grandmas were, like, cool as fuck. They would exchange recipes. You know what I mean? They were they were like super chill, <laughs> and um, I hung out with him until about yeah like sixth grade, and then I moved I moved in sixth grade, but yeah everyone over there kind of forgot about me but I still like all those people man um, really cool people, and we so there was three kindergarten classes and they were all next to each other in this little generalized fenced off area where the kindergartners would be, and it was at Greg Rogers Elementary School, and. We'd all, we'd all go to recess. There's this, uh, like, a sand area, like a big-ass fucking sand area, a field, one of those, like, tracks, you know what I mean? It's like the tricycles and shit, and, um, like, a big-ass play structure. So these kids must have, like, you know, actually interacted with other kids when they're, by the time they were this age, but I hadn't. I would just hang out with my mom. <laughs> like, me and my mom were, like, fucking best friends. We would, like, hang out. I, I remember these moments when I was a kid from when I was a really small kid. Like I would just kick it with my mom and we would like, she would like cook for me and we would like go places with whoever she was dating at the time. And we would just fucking live our best lives. We'd go to the beach. Cause my, mo my mother didn't work. Like she never, as long as I was alive, like she never had a job. I No, she was, she actually was, she was a dental assistant for a little bit. But besides that, she never like had like a job she went to all day. So, we lived in my grandma's house, my great-grandma Norma's house, on Manzanita Street. Represent. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then we'd hang out all fucking day. So I was just basically like a mama's boy. Like, I would, cr I cried on the first day of kindergarten to go home because I wanted to hang out with my mom. I was like, what is she? Like, I was, like, so, like, fucking culture-shocked. I was like, where the fuck is my mom at? Like, she left me there. I thought I was abandoned. I thought I was going to be there for the rest of my life. But we would, like, kick it and shit. It was cool. Um, but we were at recess. These kids, uh, Gavin was, like, beckoning me to go play with them, to go play football. And me, I had never played football before. When I was a kid in elementary school, like, I was, like, super into athletics and shit. Like, I wanted to be a football player. I wanted to be a basketball player. I wanted to be a soccer player. I wanted to be a baseball player. I played a bunch of sports when I was a kid. But one thing that was about me was, like, I was, like, the second I started playing football with those kids in kindergarten, I was, like, competitive. Like, I wanted to win. They told me, they explained the game to me. It was about a three-day process. But once I got it, I had it. I wanted to play with, like, I wanted to make teams. I wanted to play games. I wanted it to be competitive. But they didn't want to do that. They just wanted to throw that shit around like some bitches. So, <laughs> yeah. And then we did this thing, like, towards the end of the day in, like, kindergarten where we would run around. We had a fucking massive track at Greg Rogers elementary school fucking huge but we would run like a lap like run one two laps for like pe or something or walk or whatever most of these motherfuckers would be walking and shit and i would be sprinting that bitch i'm like what's up i was trying to get my fucking cardio up in kindergarten i'd race then girls would get mad because i'd be like you can't i would run with my arms by my back like i was sonic <laughs> and then these girls would be like, I'd always get snitched on and shit. And I was low-key a little badass kid in, in kindergarten. 
I used to steal ki from kids. I would like this this girl. She would like, I think her name was Julia. She's like this Asian girl. Fucking prodigy, this girl is. I'm pretty sure she's probably like graduated from college now. But um, this girl named Julia, I would finesse her um. Her fucking uh, what are those things called? Those like Asian, those uh Hello Panda things, like the little candies. I would steal them from her every day, and she, I don't even think she cared. She wouldn't even snitch. She'd just like let me take them, and I'd run away. But. Um, that was my first day at kindergarten. Like, kindergarten was, that was such a weird time in my life because, like, I didn't really have my dad at all because he, um, was in prison. Yeah, he was, um, yeah, he was probably serving his time in prison when I was in kindergarten. But, um, I would, I would, I, at that time, like, I would get envious of kids that were, like, yeah, I was, like, four, yeah, my dad was, like, serving time in prison, I think. Yeah, he was, yeah. Either he was doing that, or he was like, I, my mom wouldn't let me see him or something. But at that, I would see kids. Um, at, let me let me elaborate. How can I just say that and not elaborate? But my dad, um, at that point in my life, like I knew who he was, I knew what he looked like, but my mom would never let me like. She was like kind of like hurling me away from him. So like I didn't I I didn't really know like the concept of like a dad. Like, my mom was married to a guy named Mike, and I would, like, call that dude dad and shit, which, looking back, is fucked up, but I would, it was that type of deal. But I'd see these kids, like, hanging out with their dads and stuff in, like, kindergarten. Their dad's dropping them off and, like, hugging them, and I'd, and I'd just be with my mom, and I'd get, like, envious, kind of. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I love, I, my mom was, like, you know, she was both. But, um... My mom, how old is my mom? My mom was like 20 years old. Yeah, she's about 20 years old when I was in kindergarten. 20, 21. And that was like weird seeing too because all these other kids is... Because where I went to school was in a somewhat rich area. Like once you went up that hill at the school, like you were in like Sumbo Villages and shit, East Lake. It was like a richer area. But I lived in like the other side of like the bottom of that hill, which is literally kind of like a poverty line. I didn't really live in poverty going up, but I just lived in like a shitty house like drug addicts and shit it wasn't the house wasn't shitty but just was around, just in a bad environment you know not many role models but um yeah i'd see these their older parents and all them and i'd be like is that your grandma like no that's my dad like that's my mom like and my mom was so young and i think i would talk to like a therapist in kindergarten like in at school like i would they'd make me talk to him because I didn't grasp the concept. I was like, I didn't know my mom wasn't supposed to be this young. Like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? But that's what they would ask me. They'd be like, oh, like, how are you doing with your mom? Like, are you safe? Blah, blah, blah. Because I guess, they, you know, a 20-year-old is not usually trusted with with a 5-year-old kid as their own. But she, we were cool. Like, she was, like, the best mom in terms of, like, supporting me emotionally. Like, she would support me through fucking anything, that woman. <laughs> like... I could tell her right now, like, hey, mom, I'm going to drop out of high school, and uh, I want to own a taco truck, and I want to travel the world in my taco truck. And on in this taco truck, I want to sing, and I want to record my podcast in it. And I want to go, I want to turn this taco truck into a boat hybrid and fish my own tacos. Like, just some outlandish shit, and she's like, yeah, I support it fully. You want to drop out? Fuck it, do it. Do what you want to do. <laughs> like, that, that type of shit. Like, she was just so, so she supported me through anything. With a smile on her fucking face, too. Like, it was, she taught me in life to always keep your head up. You know, I go through shitty situations every day. Like, people yell at me at the drive-thru sometimes. My fucking job frustrates me. 
School bores the fuck out of me. Teachers annoy me. But I don't... I keep a smile on my face. You know, you gotta do that in life. You gotta... Just know that it can always be worse. Like, it can always, always, always be worse. Like, you know, sure, like, this lady could fucking complain about me not putting the right amount of fucking mild sauce in her order. That's bad. Like, that's annoying. But... Would I rather have that or to have that lady jump through the window and try to murder me, you know, <laughs> or some shit like that, like a more dramatic, drastic uh, form of that situation. And then I'm at, I'm at school. I'm like, fuck, I hate this shit. This is pointless. Like, why am I doing this? I'm never going to use any of this. This is dumb. I don't want to be here anymore. There's been days where I legit think about dropping out. Like, I just I know it's a dumbass thought. Like, I'm not going to do it. But I've literally like been like, dude, I'm going to go to my counselor right now and tell her I want to drop out. Like, I fucking, I, it gets like that sometimes, like, to the point, like, I'll be in robotics class, I'll be in, it's particularly my robotics class where I feel so out of place, because everyone there is, like, so much smarter than I am, that, like, I just feel dumb, and I'm like, dude, there's no point in me even fucking trying this shit. But I keep in there, and I go in, I try to go in every day with that optimism of, like, I can do anything I, I want to do. Like, I can literally do anything, <laughs> you know? You know, my mom taught me that, she instilled that in me, like, Jordan... No matter how much, how much richer, how much smarter, how much better looking anybody is than you, they're still not you. you. They're not Jordan, right? So they, you need to go in thinking that you're on the same level as them if or higher. And if you're lower, learn from them. She would tell me shit like that. Like, I remember, I want to say I was in, like, seventh grade? Yeah. And I played on this basketball team, and I was like, Mom, all these guys are, like, so much better than I am. Which they really weren't. Like, I was, like, one of the top players on the team. But I was like, Mom, these guys are so, they're all, so, like, on the e on equal level or better than me. And she was like, Jordan, that that may be true, but what if, what, if they, what if they can teach you some things that you don't know, that you can add? You know? she Just some shit like that. Like, she was always giving me that optimism of, like, you need to know who you are and what the fuck you bring to the table. Because everybody brings something to the table. Never not be confident in yourself. I've learned that in life. Zoe really, like, instilled that in me recently. Because I was in a point, like, about six, seven months ago where I just hated myself. Like, I was like, I can't fucking do shit right. I look like shit every day. I'm not, I was just at a point of, like, self-hatred. You know? But then I got with Zoe and she just reassures me every day that there's, like, something to, like, drive me to do. You know, like she just really boosts my confidence. It's little shit, you know, little texts like, oh, Jordan, you're doing great. Like she'll send shit like that. Like you're doing great. And I'm not even performing a particular task. She's like, you're doing great. That reassurance really drives me. And like, I think I'm the type of person that really does need reassurance, like hardcore. Like when I was in the hospital and my first night there, I was losing my shit. I was getting anxiety. I was freaking the fuck out. And this nurse fucking changed my life with one conversation. I, I will remember that conversation for the rest of my life. I was sitting there wrenching my gut. I was about to throw up. I was getting so fucking anxious. Everything was hitting me at once. I was like, okay. Like, I was in this hospital. I was like, Zoe's going to break up with me. She doesn't know where the fuck I'm at. I'm going to be here for about six to seven days. Like, I'm around all these crazy people. The person next to me might fucking kill me when I'm trying to sleep. This dude's crazy. I'm, I'm like, I was really evaluating my situation. I was like, oh, I, I, I tend to do that a lot. Like, I put my, I say everything, every variable in my current situation. I say it out loud. 
I, I do that all the time. I was in that hospital. I said this out loud. I was like, okay, I'm in a mental hospital in San Angelo fucking Texas. I'm in hospital clothes. I smell like shit. I haven't showered in three days. My hair is destroyed. I haven't brushed my teeth in three days. My teeth feel like they're going to fucking fall out. I'm crying. I can't even cry anymore because I'm so dehydrated because I haven't, I refuse to eat the food. And I just feel like shit. My parents are scared of me. Everybody's scared of me. Just everything was hitting me, you know? But you need those types of moments. And those it was super self-reflective. And I was, this nurse heard me. I went outside. I walked out. It was about 1 a.m. I walked out there crying, bawling my fucking eyes out. And this nurse, her name was Amber. Her name was Amber, skinnier white lady. I'm pretty sure I've talked about her before. She told me, she said, Jordan, I don't think you're a crazy kid. There are some crazy kids in here. But today you showed me when you were participating and you kept your shit together that you're the smartest kid that I've ever seen come in here. Because there's... I'm quoting her. I'm I'm Amber right now. She's like, Jordan, there's some kids that are I've seen in here four to five times in this hospital. And they didn't have a ser- serious situation like yours. They didn't have a suicidal incident. Which my situ- my incident wasn't really suicidal. I was just... I had a mental breakdown, pretty much. But, um, anyways, she's talking to me about it. And she was like, Jordan, you seem like the type of person that needs some reassurance. So let me reassure you. Jordan, you matter. I, she told, I, I, I was thinking this. I'm like, I've known this bitch for five hours. Four to five hours. And she's like, already seeming to give a fuck about me. She's sitting next to me. And I put this into pers- I was saying my what had happened that day. I was like thinking about it. I was in the shower and they had to check on me every 15 minutes to make sure that I wasn't dead. Like that I hadn't tried some dumb shit. And I was like, I'm being treated like a crazy person. Am I crazy? I started, I think about that still to this day sometimes when I'm like, when I don't feel emotion towards certain things or I can't seem to care about certain things or I think certain things. Not like crazy, but like, like today, I was at work, and I seen all these cops, like, insane amount of cops that drove past my work, and I was like, and the, the dude that I was taking his order, he's like, man, all these shootings, man. And I've gotten so sad over these shootings that I just stopped caring, like, I was like, there, nothing's gonna change, blah, 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 government's not gonna change, you know? And I was like, am I crazy for thinking like that? Like, am I crazy for not getting, like, passionate about that, like, how, I, how I've done before? I didn't, I just had a blank face i was like yeah man it sucks and rung this dude up gave him his fucking tacos but this girl amber real i really want to so that what was so powerful about me and her's relationship was i didn't want to see her again after that like after those four days that i was in there i was like i never want to see this lady again she seems like a great woman but i'd only be seeing her for one reason and that's that i'm in here because i ain't seen her outside of this place but I would love to see her outside of that place. I was like, and I was telling the nurses when my dad was picking me up, I was getting checked out. I was like, y'all are some really great, great people, but I don't ever want to see you again. And I told him that. I was like, I do not ever want to see your face again. And I left. You know? And I still think to this day about, like, the people, if they're still in there or not. Like This kid, Sean, lives in Abilene. Really, like, you can, this kid was crying the last couple of days. He was there and I was going home that day and he was crying cause he did, he wasn't going to get to go home. And I was like, man, I got it good. 
man, I gotta get. Life could always be worse, people. Life's just such a. It's, I, I I'm tending to see life now as um, as its own thing outside of myself. You know what I mean? Like there's me and then there's my life. I am Jordan. Jordan's life is a narrative that I'm living. You know, and I will never let those two things merge. Like my emotions stem from my life obviously it's how life works you know the events that happen the things that go down the people i'm around and things i do every day affect my emotional state but i will never let myself get consumed by anything in my life i will always be able to say i got me i am always gonna have my own back because there's great people in my life People that I love very much, like Zoe, like my dad, like Priscilla, like my sisters, like my brothers, like my family. But I always have, you always, you can never forget that you do not let those people's situations or their lives consume your own. Because you, at the end of the day, in those final moments of your life, when you're sitting there, you're taking your last couple breaths, who's going to be there to help you? No one. You're only going to have yourself. And you don't want that moment, those last breaths to be spent on you apologizing for anything or you regretting anything. Because I do things every day. I've, I don't regret shit that I've done in my life. I've fucking, there's conversations where I've screamed at my mom and told her, I hope you die. I've been in, I've said that to my mother before. Can I take that back? No. But at the end of the day, between me and her, it was always love. Like, I always like, you know what I mean? I've said some hurtful things to my dad. I've told him, I hope you die. I've, I've had really dramatic and really hurtful things. And my mom said some hurtful shit to me. My dad said some hurtful shit to me. But me, me, all of us know that at the end of the day, it's always love. When I go to sleep, I love my dad. I love my mom. And those last, you know, we always had those great moments, you know. And when my dad goes, when he dies, knock on wood, hopefully, you know, that's in the very, very, very far future. But um, when he goes... I know that he's going to love me, and I know that I'm going to love him as my dad. He's my father. But you can't let those things consume you, people. Like, if you're—I don't really know your guys' lives very much to that deep of a level, but you need to always have your own back, like, no matter what. Because if there's a situation going down that involves, you know, you are about to die— and that, you know, those moments that everyone says, oh, my life flashed before my very eyes. Those near-death people like that have survived near-death experiences. Like, what do you want those moments to be? Do you want those to be arguments that you've had with people? Negative experiences that you've had? Times where you felt sad or mad or hopeless? Or do you want those to be times when you were happy or somewhere you wanted to be? Oh, God, somewhere that you wanted to be. Or just great moments that you've had with great people. Surround yourself with great people. Because we're, we're put on this earth to interact with each other. You know? Whether it be... This is why I think a lot of people get miscon... Whatever. They get... This is a misconception about social media. It doesn't make us less social. It connects us in a way. Because I can talk to someone that's in India right now. Or I could I talk to someone that lives in Russia right now. If I wanted to. It gives you different perspectives. Which is a great thing. Like... Right now, you're listening to this podcast. You're getting a perspective from a 16-year-old kid that has been through a, sh- he's been through a fucking ringer. 
But do you see me bitch about it? No, I keep my chin up. You got to keep that mentality that tomorrow's a new day and you're not going to know if it's going to be good or bad if you're not here to experience it. You know, I'm not going to say who this was, but I had a, a, a person who listens to podcast message. I found out about this, that she had cried listening to my one of my podcasts, that it moved her to the point where she cried. And that really like re- kind of like reality checked me. I was like, dude, like, Maybe my experiences are valuable. Maybe the things I have to say are valuable if they're affecting this person like that, you know, and it maybe I hope it made this person's day better. I know who it is, but I'm not going to say that. But um, I hope it really did give that person a new perspective on like I live in fucking Lubbock, Texas. I'm going to be I'm going to be back in San Diego in April. But for the time being, I live in Lubbock, Texas. I live a much different life. I've lived on two different ends of the spectrum. I've lived in a massive city. There's tons of shit going on all the time where you always got something you need to do, somewhere you need to be, people you need, a person you need to see, situation you need to be a part of. And I've lived here where there's some days where I don't do shit. Like, I just chill and I relax and I reflect with myself. Be, this time of me being here, uh, so in total, when it's all said and done, I would have been here for about a year and nine months, over a year and a half, I've been, I, I, w- I will be here. When it's all said and done. I came here last year in October. But when I look back on my time here, I'm going to see it as positive. I'm going to see it as amazing. I met Zoe. I, that situation is going to be really in the air when I move back, which is something I'm not looking forward to. Cause, and I don't even know for sure if I'm moving back. But I don't know. No matter what happens, I'm going to look at that situation with me and Zoe as the best thing that's ever happened to me. Hands down. She's changed my life to a level you wouldn't even know. Um, but, and then when I look at, you know, those, like, that miserable three months that I lived at my Aunt Melissa's house. I love you, Melissa. But living at your house, sleeping on an air mattress, um, away from my whole family, sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Going to a new school and, like, changing my It sucked. But my Aunt Melissa really did a lot to make that situation better for me. I love her for that. Um... But it, it sucked really bad. <laughs> um, but I'm going to look at that at, when I'm gone, away from this place, as an amazing experience that I got to live a different life, pretty much. <laughs> then when I moved here into this house that I live in now with my dad and Priscilla, I'm not going to see it as, oh, my dad's gone all the time. Oh, I uh, had a multiple mental breakdowns in this house, and I've uh, sl- done terrible things to myself in this house. You know, I've... Uh, for some reason in that whole situation, I was, like, hitting my head against the wall. And I'm like, that's scary and, like, horrible. But when I look back on that, I'm going to be like, fuck, man. At least I got to live that end of the spectrum, be in that mental state. So now me being in that mental state, that depressed, horrible, sad, down state, makes me more grateful for the times that I'm happy. You know, like, right now. Like, I'm sitting here. It's fucking, like, I think it's probably going on 12 I'm refreshed. I feel good. I'm fresh out the shower. You feel me? I'm clean, but I feel great right now. And I'm hyped to go back to school tomorrow. I'm just so like, I'm so high on life right now. And I know I'm going to get sick here pretty soon because it's my allergy season. So I'm going to wake up feeling like shit every day, but I'm going to be grateful for the times like this that I'm happy. Have you ever been sick and you're like, fuck, dude, I just wish I felt good, like normal right now. And then you, you start telling yourself, oh, I'm going to be more grateful for the times that I'm normal. I'm going to cherish those times. Nobody does. 
you know, but I I really am cherishing the the times that I have now, the people that I'm with now. I live in the now, hardcore. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen tomorrow. Like, I could not wake up after recording this thing. I don't know. You know, but I just know that I'm gonna live my life the way I want to live it every day. And um, I hope you guys can do that too. I, I if you listen to this shit, my plays have been sucking balls lately, people. What the fuck? Share this shit, but. Um, <laughs> My plays have been going down, but I know I got consistent listeners and a whole little, like, little cult following. But, um, I hope that you guys really do take my advice. I know my advice isn't very valuable. I'm 16. Um, I'm a half-orphan. Um, I'm not very good at life. I live in Lubbock, Texas. It's raining right now. I'm alone. I'm in my closet surrounded by blankets to make the soundproofing sound better. I'm buying soundproof foam on Friday, so my shit's gonna look more professional, but I'm in my closet recording a fucking podcast. Just so I and I always try to plug this shit to people, but they just take it as a joke, but whatever. And I'm gonna wake up tomorrow at the place for this thing. They're not gonna be very high because it's gonna be uploaded very late. But I just want you all to know that if you're listening to this, if you're at school, if you're just doing a daily task or at the grocery store, blah blah blah, just know that I love each and every one of you. And you guys really do, like, just, like, your messages and your love, like, they really do help me out. Like, they really, really, really do. And I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> um, uh, this they kind of, you know, it expanded on more than just a narrative about my first day of kindergarten. But um, that's the beauty of, of conversation, the beauty of the human voice. Like Kanye West said, it's our, our most powerful weapon. That's the one thing that Kanye said that I'm like, I don't think is completely insane and like a fever dream. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm going to sleep now. Um, I hope you all have a great day or night or morning whenever you're listening to this. Um, thank you all for listening to this. And y'all kill Monday tomorrow. Love you.